welcome to Baby Tour Guide's Montessori Babies podcast. I'm your host and baby tour guide, Bianca Solorsano, and for the last decade, I have dedicated myself to helping parents, educators, and caregivers optimize baby development through a Montessori lens. This podcast is all about evolving our Montessori practice to make our time with our sweet babies easier, relaxed, and so much fun. Let's jump into it. Hi everyone, welcome to episode two of our second season of the Montessori Babies podcast. So one thing I definitely want you to know is that there are so many aspects to living a Montessori lifestyle, and it can look however you want it to just by following some basic principles. So this is applied to everything from our approach to sleep, to how we handle our babies, meaning how we interact with them, to even the food or feeding experience. And today, that's what we're going to be focusing on. So if you've heard any of my previous podcasts, you probably know that the Montessori feeding experience is one of my favorite things to talk about. There's just so many topics within this small category within Montessori and infancy, and it's just so, so fun. So let's go ahead and jump into it. So how do we prepare for the Montessori feeding process, right? One thing to consider is that in Montessori and infancy, one main idea is that we're following the child and fostering independence. I have a great episode on what fostering independence actually means for infants because I know that can sound kind of intimidating, but not to worry. It is all explained in one of my other episodes. I will have that linked below for you if you haven't listened to it yet. But essentially, what we want to do is encourage our babies to be involved in their daily processes as developmentally appropriate and also driven by them, right? Because we're continuing to ignite and inspire that inner will to learn that they are naturally born with. So let's keep that in mind as we go through these next few points. The first point is that from birth, we can start talking and exposing baby to the food experience through everyday opportunities. Now, I know in those first few weeks, their schedule is all wacky. I totally understand that. I just went through that myself. (laughs) And you're really just trying to meet their needs and barely meeting your own basic needs in a very survival mode kind of way. So you're getting to know yourself and this new baby. And it is just this really beautiful process that you need to be focusing on, right? You need to be focusing on healing yourself, getting to know this sweet child, But say, for example, you're holding your baby as you pour yourself a bowl of granola and you're talking to your baby about what you're doing. Describe it, you know, what's in the granola? Does it have raisins? Does it have almonds? You know, how does it smell or taste? Stuff like that. So even though visually they can't probably see as far as, you know, you're pouring and given the bowls probably on the counter or the table, they probably can't smell it that far away, but you can absolutely describe what's happening. And that can turn into habit of that exposure of, you know, the food and feeding experience, stuff like that. And we eat every day, right? So whenever they're with you and you are, you know, making something for yourself, you can be talking about it. You can show it to them. You can even bring it to their visual level. So babies are born able to see eight to 12 inches away. Their favorite thing to look at is your face, but they also love, love, love when you just talk to them. So that could be a really fun, small, yet really intentional activity that you do with your baby. 
And what's amazing is this idea can be applied to, you know, when you're cooking dinner, making lunch, and you're talking to them, right? So if your baby wearing, you can talk and show them. If your baby's in a seat on the floor, for example, you can sportscast and show them what you're doing. Maybe even let them observe and smell the foods, that kind of thing. So something small but super doable that kind of exposes them to the feeding experience even far before they're, you know, ready to actually ingest the food themselves. And this point leads me to my second point, which is as often as you can or as their schedules allow, invite them to be a part of the family dinner at the dinner table. So obviously they're not sitting yet. So they would be, you know, in arms or at a low appropriate seat near the table or the trip trap chair, which is one of my favorite, favorite high chairs because it pulls straight up to the table. They actually have a newborn attachment where you can sit baby at the table with you. So I'll have that linked below if you want to check that out. But whatever way works for you and your family and your setup, if they could be, you know, even just near the table, part of that experience, they're going to get that exposure to the smells and the sounds and the language and the interaction and really the love that shines through during dinner time, right, at the family table. And it's a great, great way to prepare them to sit on their own during meals. So this is something that I've absolutely suggested with clients that I've worked with and it's worked really, really beautifully and something that I am doing with my son now. We hold him on our lap and talk to him about what's going on and also just let him chill, you know, and watch our interactions and, you know, say one of our parents are over and they get to see the conversation that's happening and the food that's being passed around and, you know, so it's all a really beautiful connected experience that they get to be a part of and exposed to before they start eating. And so my third point actually has to do nothing with exposure to food, (laughs) but my third point actually has to do with tummy time and floor exposure and, you know, the practice that we offer our babies. And that's because during their floor time on their tummy, they're working so hard to strengthen those muscles and gain that coordination that they will need for that eventual feeding experience. So for example, when your baby begins exploring their hands, right, they're holding their hands in front of their face and, you know, really observing them, exploring them with their mouth, that is a prerequisite to them intentionally reaching, right? And that intentional reach is necessary for them to hold a spoon, for example. Another example is the strengthening of their tummy, right? They need their neck, their shoulders, their core muscles to be strong for sitting, also so they can produce a good cough. And offering them floor time is how they strengthen that, right? So when we offer that floor time, they really get great opportunities to strengthen the muscles they'll need for that eventual feeding experience. And then also the breast and bottle feeding, as well as the beginning of their mouth expressions, like cries, sucking, and cooing, will have all been preparing their face muscles to explore food in their mouths and eventually chew and practice eating. So now to consider the Montessori piece of the feeding experience, the three points I just mentioned are preparing the child with the necessary interest and physical abilities for us to be able to follow them within the feeding experience, right? So essentially following the child. 
So once they're ready, they've got that strong sit in their chair or high chair. They're able to reach for that spoon. They've got the strength in their face to explore the food with their mouth. And they've got that interest because they've been exposed to the feeding experience, the family meal time since birth, right? Isn't that just so incredible how such simple things can prepare baby in such a big way? One of the things I love about baby development is that all the areas are so beautifully interconnected and it is so fun to see see how these tiny little things that we do throughout their day can prepare them for a wide variety of experiences that they will experience throughout infancy and beyond. So I do also want to mention that some of my favorite feeding materials are from Easy Peasy. They have amazing feeding materials all designed by a pediatric feeding specialist. I'll have their website linked below so you can check out their feeding items and feel free to use the code MONTESSORIBABIES10 at checkout for 10% off your order if you do decide to order something. And that's about it. I want to go ahead and end this week's episode with our quote for the week, and that is, food is the ingredient that binds us together. And the author of that quote is unknown, but my goodness, it is so, so true. (laughs) Some of my favorite times in Montessori have been surrounding mealtime and the together experience that food really brings, you know? What I love about Montessori in infancy versus more, you know, traditional Western approaches to babies is that our babies get to be a lot more included and involved from the beginning. And because we have this great opportunity to treat them and see them as this whole little capable human, they really end up interacting with their environment in a way that they are a whole capable little human. And it's just so, so beautiful to witness. So anyway, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you again for tuning in to season two, episode two of our show. And I will catch you in our next episode. Bye. Hey, it's Bianca, your baby tour guide here, hopping back in to say thank you again for listening to this episode of Montessori Babies. If you'd like to support your baby's earliest and most important years the Montessori way, I have a totally free masterclass that teaches the six essential steps to begin Montessori with your baby that gives you the exact, seldomly spoken about steps that I created after over a decade working with Montessori babies, families, and caregivers. You can register via the link in our show notes or in my bio on Instagram at babytourguide. Also, if you're enjoying my podcast, I would absolutely love if you'd leave a review to help other parents and caregivers find and join our community. Thanks again for listening to Monastery Babies, and I'll catch you in our next episode. Bye!